We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Breaking news. Kemba is coming home. The Knicks are getting ready to sign Kemba Walker, who's in the midst of a buyout agreement with the OKC Thunder. Ladies and gentlemen, Kemba Walker is coming home to MSG on the heels of an epic, epic versus battle last night between the Locks and Dipset. It was only right that Woj broke the news this morning that Kemba is coming home to MSG. And man, oh man, I, I, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I love the move for the Knicks. We'll, we'll see what the, what, the, uh, what the terms are. But uh, listen, I, I, th- I thought this was a great move. I told you guys yesterday, I told the Rose Hive yesterday that uh, he wasn't going to be the de facto starting point guard for this team. He's going to need some help. He's going to need some insurance. And Kemba provides that. We know there's injury risk there. We know the defense, you know, is likely going to take a step back if you put him in the starting lineup with Fournier. But... At 19 and 5, you know, 36% from three, I, I'd take it, man. It's a, to me, it's a low risk move. We'll see what the actual figures are when, once the, uh, the terms are announced. But to me, this is a, no, a low risk move. Add some depth to our uh, lineup here. And look, if, you, if you're going in here with a, with a starting lineup of either D Rose, Kemba, Fournier, RJ, Julius, Mitch, and then off the bench, you're going D Rose, Kemba, uh, Alec Burks, IQ, you know, Obi, Noel. I, I, I like it, man. I like it. I, I, I don't think there's any way you could not like it. I told you guys yesterday, man, they were not done in the point guard search. And that was nothing against D. Rose. It was just, can he endure an 82-game season at, at, at starters minutes? And, and we didn't see that last year. And I didn't think he was going to do that this year, uh, a year older. So now you bring in Kemba, who... Himself has is going to have durability and endurance issues. We'll see what happens with the knee. Last year with Boston, he didn't play in back-to-back games. So you'll, you'll have to manage both of them effectively. We'll see how IQ and, and, and McBride fit into that. You know, we still hope we don't bury the kids. 
but how can you not like getting Kemba off of a buyout? And, you know, I thought about this during the draft, man, when OKC drafted Josh Giddy, then they stole Trey Mann from us. They still have Maladon there. They just gave SGA the bag. I was like, I, there's a possibility. I thought about this yesterday. I said, I think Kemba is going to shake loose here. And somebody mentioned it to me on Twitter yesterday, like, is, is, uh, do you think Kemba could be an option? I said, yeah, I think Kemba could be an option. Because Ian Begley had reported that the Knicks, as of yesterday, were still uh, looking for options. They were still talking to Reggie Jackson, potentially Dennis Schroeder, you know, looking at sign and trade possibilities. So they were still actively looking for a point guard solution here to add to the depth and, and maybe as a starter. We'll see what happens. But today, breaking news, the Woj bomb comes through. Kemba is coming home. Now, in about four minutes... I'm going on live with uh, with Ian Begley. So I need you guys to head over to SNY's YouTube page. I'm going on live in about four minutes, 1035. I'm going live with Ian Begley to break this news. So we'll get some more details from Ian. But what do you guys think, man? Give me a thumbs up, thumbs down in the chat. Kemba is coming home. How do you feel about it? I'll be on later on tonight to get your reactions to it. We'll come on with the rest of the gang from Knicks Fan TV. Get your reactions to it. We'll take all the calls all night. Get your reactions uh, to this in free agency. But hey, Kemba is coming home, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know what you guys think, man. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. I'm headed over to uh, SNY right now. I'm going to drop the link to it right now they just sent me the link hang on one second so to everybody in the chat once again i'm seeing thumbs up i'm seeing fire emojis i'm telling you off that locks dipset energy last night the new york is new york is still here man the new york energy is still here man everybody going crazy we got over a thousand people in the chat right now this early so to everybody in the chat right now i'm gonna drop the uh the link to the begley show so the link to the begley show is now in the chat Everybody, I need all 800 of you head over to SNY right now. I'm signing off here, Knicks Fan TV. Just wanted to share the news with the family. And uh, we'll, we'll head over to SNY and, and get the full details from Ian Begley. So I'll see you guys in a little bit. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Here with breaking news coverage at SNY. I'm SNY NBA insider Ian Begley. We are here with Mike Vorkanoff of The Athletic. And CP, the franchise, Knicks Fan TV, we are breaking down the big transaction, the Knicks landing Kemba Walker as a free agent after he agrees to terms with a buyout with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the Knicks get their point guard. You know, there was talk of Reggie Jackson. There was talk of Dennis Schroeder. But I was told that they were never really high on those guys. They were seen as, you know, uh, plan B, plan C. And so you pivot to Walker and you have – uh, New York City kid, Bronx, uh, Rice High School, the Gauchos, he's coming home. Obviously, uh, recently an all-star level player, dealt with some knee issues lately, so that's something to keep an eye on. But the Knicks have their point guard in place here. And CP, what was your first reaction when you heard the news? And Kemba's coming home, mean, you know, on, on the heels of an epic locks versus dipset versus battle. You know, the energy in New York has, has been at a fever pitch since last night. So to hear this news this morning, I think it's great because it's a low-risk, high-reward move. Yes, we know Kemba has injury, hist injury history. Uh, there's some durability issues there. Uh, the defense may take a step back. But listen, we have a shot creator. We have another capable three-point shooter, another guy that can play off-ball uh, behind Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, and another guy that can take pressure 
both those guys on the biggest stage in Madison Square Garden. Kemba knows what the pressure is here. He he knows how to play here, and and he can help us win some games. So um, I wasn't confident in in just having Derrick Rose here as our lone starting point guard, and and clearly the organization wasn't either. So having Kemba here gives us an insurance policy, another guy that can add depth to this rotation, and I, and I like the deal. It's a low risk deal for me. Mike, how about you? What was your first thought when you when you learned of the news? Uh, first of all, it was wow. Uh, it was a you know big move. We we're what third day into free agency, right? Usually the uh, fireworks are off by now around the league, um, and you know some pretty good maneuvering, right? They executed not only Kemba coming to New York, but this involves Kemba taking a buyout from Oklahoma City to get there and clearing waivers. So there's still a few uh, few roads to cross, but. Uh, this is a creative way to get their point guard, and they needed one. You know, as a starting point guard, they needed it for depth. CP said Derrick Rose, uh, as good as he was last year, does come with some question marks. You know, the health is always an issue for him. We don't know if he can make it through a full 82-game season that they're returning to. Um, but I really like it. You know, I think the price would probably be cheap. We don't know what the salary is, but they can, I think, still sign him into their cap space. They had about 8 mil left, along with their $4.9 million, um, room exception. And if so, that's a pretty pretty low risk for the type of player that he's getting. He was still an all-star in 2019-20, uh, even though he missed uh, about 20 games, give or take. So the talent is there. It's really can they get his knee to a point where basically he's able to take the court. Right, Mike. 43 games last year, 57 games two years ago for Kemba Walker. I, too, was surprised when I saw the news and when I reached out to people on it because I assumed that the Knicks were going to go you know, short-term for Dennis Schroeder short-term Reggie Jackson, something to that degree, or maybe trade for a point guard uh, because that seemed to be who was left. I did not see this move coming because I thought that OKC would wait, would try to maybe rehab Kemba, get him back on the court and, and make a trade. But here we are. And I think this is uh, much better than the Dennis Schroeder scenario or the Reggie Jackson scenario. And I say that because in Kemba Walker, you're getting a player who obviously is very motivated. Uh, Boston, uh, let him go. He's got a lot to prove here. And he, I know, I've known Kemba for a long time. I think since he was 16, which makes me feel very old. I used to cover him uh, with the Gauchos and, and Rice High School. And you're not going to find a more quality individual than Kemba Walker. So he's going to fit in seamlessly uh, to this culture that the Knicks are trying to build. Great person, great teammate. And I think that's important because he's going to be on a short-term deal. And I don't think he's going to be out there trying to do too much trying to show the rest of the league that he's worth X amount of money when he becomes a free agent again. I think he's going to fit in seamlessly to this team approach. And if he can stay healthy, that's going to help Tom Thibodeau and this club move forward and grow. And CP, my question for you, though, is based on the other options out there, would you have wanted them to see? Would you want them to go after like a shooter, Reggie Jackson, or do you feel like Kemba was the best move for them? I think this was the best move. I mean, certainly they could have investigated a sexton, potential sexton deal and, and what that might have cost, but this was a low-risk move. You know, they didn't have to part ways with any assets. As, as Vork said, they have about $8 million in cap space to play with. They were able to use the cap creatively in terms of how they brought guys back, and, and those guys are being brought back on flexible deals as well. So now you get Kemba off the waiver wire. You're not parting with any assets. You're not parting with any, any young players. And again, a veteran guy who comes in, knows the stage can can deliver here for us and and provide us some depth uh in the rotation i, I thought this was a great move and mike speaking of that you know alfred payton was a starter for most of last year 
And now Kemba Walker comes in. I don't know if Rose is going to start or he's going to start. How much do you think he improves this team moving forward? Kemba Walker, that is. I think it's big for two reasons. One, they can now roll out a starting lineup of Kemba, Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and either Noel or Mitchell Robinson. That's a, I mean, taking a big leap from what they had last year, right? Uh, you take those 15 to 25 Alfred minute, Alfred Payton minutes uh, off the table altogether. That's huge. That's, that's a win in and of itself. Now you're not starting game, uh, you know, starting six minutes into the first quarter down four or five points like they regularly did last season. But I think the other big point is now, uh, there's a lot of depth there. So they keep quickly and Derek Rose together off that second unit. That was a very good combination for them. I, I think off the top of my head, there are like plus 10 points uh, per hundred possessions when those two guys played together last season. And look, Kemba's got injury concerns. Derek Rose has injury concerns. Uh, but now you got kind of each other to backstop those. And you hope that both those guys are not both uh, on the, uh, you know, injured at the same time, if the worst comes to worst. So, you know, they can help mitigate that. So, I, you listen, I don't know if this makes them a definitive playoff team. I think the East is going to be uh, much harder next year. I know I got some stuff for that on, uh, for tweeting something so simple and I like that. But like the East is getting harder. Chicago's better. I think Indy will be better. I think Boston will be better just because of the pieces that they lost and how that's going to improve them. So the Knicks are still, you're going to have to fight just to get into that top six, right? And avoid the playing tournament. But I think this move definitely helps them. And when you look at defensively with that group, the thing that I wonder is Reggie Bullock was so key to the Knicks defense last year. And now you have Evan Fournier, uh, Kemba Walker, Alfred Payton. I'm not sure how that impacts things defensively, but that's something to keep an eye on. But CP, for you, when you look at this move, how much do you think Walker can help this roster? And how much of a factor do you think it is that he can be a mentor to some of these young guys in that Nick locker room? Player development. Player development still has to be key here, and, and you hope some of these young guys don't get buried in the rotation. You know, that's an opportunity cost here to acquire and Walker with Burks. You know, you have Rose off the bench as well. How much will McBride and Grimes play with these guys here? But I think having another veteran here, again, that knows the stage, can help a McBride come along, can help quickly come along, along with Derrick Rose. I think Kemba will help from a mentorship standpoint. Again, he shot 36% from three last year in about five or six attempts, so another capable three point shooter 19 points per game five dimes he and julius can get going in a one-two game i was looking for another point guard in addition to derrick rose that can just help julius randall get easier buckets than having him just go isolation all the time so i think kemba's going to help there another guy that can attack the rim and uh and again just put pressure on defenses help us create advantages on the offensive end so that you know it's not just iso ball all the time we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, you know what? One thing that this move potentially does is it allows the Knicks to continue to have Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench with that backcourt. We saw Rose really help Obi Toppin out and, and make right. Toppin really productive in that second unit. Maybe that's something that can continue now with Kemba. We've got a question from A. Mesco. He wants, a. Mesco wants to know, do we have any money left? Uh, we don't have Bobby Marks with us, so we'll turn to Mike Vorkanoff, our cap expert. Uh, is there any money left for the Knicks uh, at this point, Mike? I'm a very cheap uh, impersonation <laughs> of a Caps expert. Uh, from my understanding, I think if they sign Kemba into that uh, cap space, they still have that 4.9 million room exception. I think, and Ian and CP, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the 15th guy on the roster, essentially, right? So they're kind of out of caps, uh, just roster space with Taj with number 14. And that's assuming if they only bring Miles McBride um, and Quentin Grimes as the rookies that they bring over next year. I mean, theoretically, I don't know what they've talked about with McBride's uh, agent, but they could sign him to a two-way deal, uh, which is you know a lot better for, I think, two-way players next season because of the terms that the NBA and the union have worked out where you know they're just allowed to be with the team all season long, I think now. So that would open up another, caps, uh, another roster spot for them and use that room exception. Uh, but I think they have some wiggle room. It doesn't seem like much, though. Yeah, I think that's the case with that exception. And Mike, don't forget about a roster spot for Theo Pinson. I would assume that if there's something to be worked out there, it'll be worked out. So that might be the roster. I mean, you have flexibility. Uh, Vildoza, not saying that they'd want to waive him, but if they wanted to, they could waive him at any time. So there's a little bit of flexibility there. Uh, but this is this seems to be it at the moment. And CP. You look at this offseason in totality. You know what they did night one. Nerland's Noel, 
Alec Burks, Derek Rose, Evan Fournier, you know what just happened this morning. What do you think about the offseason as a whole? How would you grade this Nick offseason? On a scale of one to ten, I, I put it at about a six or seven. I, I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was terrible. I think when you look at the fact that they got team options on on these guys that they're bringing back, they've added some flexibility to the cap. Uh, now you're looking at potential sign and trade scenarios down the road. You know, you're bringing back the same team that got got you to a fourth seed. I, I thought Alec Burks's deal. I, I liked his pickup. I liked Derek Rose again. Kemba coming in uh, was a great pickup. Now you know th- this team is still going to be competitive. Uh, Again, it wasn't the greatest, but I don't think this this free agency class on a whole was was that great to begin with. So I, I like the fact that they're bringing it back for continuity, for stability, which I think is also important. And again, you keep the deals flexible so that you can have some maneuverability down the road. So I, I would grade it about a six or seven out of ten. I'm with you there. I think that the flexibility on the back end of all these deals matters. Uh, but certainly I, I thought that they would go bigger at point guard. They didn't, but we'll see, you know, you're running it back basically from a 41 win season. You have Kemba Walker instead of Alfred Payton. You have Evan Fournier instead of Reggie Bullock. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Mike, what about your thoughts just generally on their off season so far? I, I like it a lot more now. I, I think it was interesting the things that they're prioritizing. Um, you mentioned kind of defensive concerns a little bit because they are losing Bullock, who was their best perimeter mm-hmm. wing last season. But I, I thought they had some room to spare just in terms of defensive efficiency. I think they're fourth in the league in you know defensive rating. So even if they drop down a few slots, and I don't expect them to go down very far because they still have their defensive anchors at center. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau is always going to push the team to whatever um, point they can get to on defense. The gains that they can potentially make on offense should offset that. You know, I think um, for the last two or so months of the season, they were 13th in the league. Uh, an offensive rating somewhere around there. So that's a top half of the league team. Um, you know, the three-point shooting was great. If they can be a top half of the league uh, team offensively all season, uh, you know, and, and still keep somewhere around a top six, top seven defense, that's a pretty good team. That's a recipe for being a top six team in the East. Obviously, there are concerns, a lot of them in the injury-wise, but they're building a team that can really, and, and this is something we probably should talk about, uh, take the burden off of Julius Randle with the amount of ball handlers and playmaking that they now can put on the floor around them with Fournier, Walker, Barrett, Rose, quickly, like whatever the lineup combination is going to be. Uh, but this is the help that he so sorely missed in the playoffs last season. It's a great point about Randle. And that was one of the goals coming into the offseason, I think, to get some more shot creators. That's why there was interest in DeMar DeRozan. That's why they ended up with Evan Fournier. And so you look at this, I think, in the big picture, and a couple of the themes that jump out to me are there's still flexibility because you didn't commit big money long-term to anybody. I mean, the contracts on the first night, some of them were big money, but you have flexibility on the back end of those deals. Uh, Continuity coming off of a a 41-win season seems like a, a smart thing to me. And then you think they might be upgrades when you talk about Kemba Walker over Alfred Payton and then Fournier over Bullock. On paper, they seem like upgrades. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, it seems to me that those are the, the big picture items here for the Knicks. And we have we have a couple of questions, fellas. So I'm going to get to our questions right now. We've got one from Mark Holmes who asks, where does Emmanuel quickly fit in this guard rotation, CP? What do you think about that? Uh, as Mark said, I, I think they run it back with D. Rose, 
quickly and Burks, you know, that three headed guard rotation, you, you put in OB in there and, uh, and Noel, I think that'll be your second unit for now. I, I think the guys that are on the outside looking in will be McBride and, and Grimes. So I think quickly we'll be right there with Derek Rose and, and Alec Burks coming off the bench with that second unit. And one for you, Mike, from Ari Michael. Does this mean that Frank Nilakina, one of the most polarizing players in recent Nick history, is gone? Uh, I mean, I, I would think so. Be careful what to... you answer, because either way, you're going to have half the fan base upset with you. But go ahead. I, I know, I know. I tweeted when he didn't get that qualifying offer that, like, Knicks fans, the pro and anti-Frank camps are further apart than Democrats and Republicans. And I still think it's true because uh, the responses I got sure filtered to, to, to confirm that. Yeah, I, I mean, we're going to we might have to pour out a nice French wine for Frank leaving. I don't know if there's a roster spot uh, for him. I, I mean, EMCP, correct me if I'm wrong. The roster spot's not there. I don't think he was going to get a big contract or even anything close to like the mid-level uh, when he hit free agency. But I, I just don't see how there's room or money to bring him back. And I don't know why he'd want to come back. Uh, it doesn't seem there's playing time available for him either. And at this point, he's, I think, 23. He probably wants to go to a place where he can develop, where he can play, where he can show that he belongs in the NBA. And I, I just can't see him getting that chance in New York. Yeah, I don't see – I see the door pretty much closed as well unless they – open up a roster spot via trade. I know he, he likes New York, and I think that he maybe would consider coming back here if the money was right. You know, it's one team that I kept hearing throughout the season was the Clippers on the Laquina. I don't know if, how strong their interest is. I don't know if they're still interested, but I think he will end up somewhere, and I know that there's going to be a large segment of the fan base uh, that's going to be keeping an eye on his box scores and his plus minus every night and see how he's doing. But I, I think it's a long shot for him to come back here at this point. And the one thing I'd say about that is I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't trade him over the course of his career prior to getting to this point, because figured you could get something back for him as opposed to losing him for nothing. But that's, uh, that's how things go. That's what they decided to do. And so Mike, when you look at this team, 41 wins coming off last season, fourth seed in the East. You mentioned a lot of other teams in the East getting better. Chicago obviously jumps out at me. Do you think that there's that they can get can they like improve on the win total or is it inevitable that they're gonna backslide no matter what they did? I don't know. I, I kind of if I had to guess, I think they would, you know, finish with about the same winning percentage uh as they did this season. I think the important thing that they did here, um is they almost guarded against kind of regression from the players that they brought back, right? You know, there is a chance that um, there's a chance that Julius Randle just isn't as good as he was this past season, right? The shooting numbers were crazy for him last year, 41% from threes. He became pull up off the dribble guy. Like we didn't see that uh, before him. And so, you know, the regression for Nerlens Noel regression for Alec Burks, like who knows if RJ Barrett can be a 40% three point shooter again. So if they did get that, now they have players with Fournier and Walker, who can kind of guard against it and you include some growth for quickly. Um, yeah, I think maybe that ends up in the same place that they do this year, but they kind of get there differently. And, and I think the upside is now a little bit higher than it was before the Kemba signing. And CP, one for you on Frank Nelikina. Do you agree with Mike? Do you think that there's no way he's coming back? Is this it for him? 
I, I think this is it. I, I think there's way too many veterans here that are guaranteed playing time. I, I think Frank should go somewhere where he may have a, a window of opportunity to, to go and play and, and fill a role as a wing off the bench somewhere. So I, I wish him well. You know, the, the debates were great between the Frank Hive and the Frank haters, but uh, I, think, <laughs> I, I think it's over, man, unfortunately. <laughs> CP, what about the idea that this team coming off a 41-win season, can they improve based on what we've seen? Will they backslide? When you look at the big picture in the East and where the other teams went this offseason, what do you think? Well, a few things, you know, again, the, the durability of the, of the two guards. We, we know Kemba last year, he didn't play back-to-backs for Boston. D. Rose seemed to be in, on, a, on a minutes restriction until the playoffs. So we'll have to see how they manage their minutes creatively. How will the defense be impacted? You know, as much as uh, Peyton didn't help us offensively, Tibbs liked him as a big guard that was switchable on the defense. He, he put Bullock in there as kind of our jack-of-all-trades, a guy that could guard ones, twos, and threes, sometimes the toughest player on the opposing team. So we'll see how we do defensively. But as Vork said, I think these acquisitions of Kemba and Fournier kind of hedge up, up against a potential regression by RJ and Julius, those high shooting numbers that they had last year. You know what you're going to get from Kemba and Fournier, good three-point shooters, guys that can move the ball, keep the offense flowing. And then again, you're bringing back that three-headed monster that grows quickly and perks off the bench, I think they can hover between, say, four and, and you know, six, seven, because Chicago's gotten better. You have to factor in the Hawks will, will be a mainstay coming off of uh, last uh, playoffs. Uh, Pacers have gotten better, Celtics. So the, the East is going to be very competitive, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think you guys hit it on the head because it all depends on health, and we don't know how everybody's going to hold up over the course of the season. I'll just go back, though, to the idea that, Derek Rose, for everything he did on the court for the Knicks last year, he was also big for the young guys. Manuel quickly, Obi Toppin talked about it again and again, just how much uh, he helped them out. He was in their ear pointing things out uh, about NBA life on and off the court. And I think you'll get the same from Kemba Walker. So I don't think you could find a better uh, point guard duo to mentor a young player than Kemba Walker and Derek Rose. So I think that's going to benefit Manuel quickly, great deal. And it's going to benefit the other Knicks a great deal. How much it translates to winning on the court, I think, remains to be seen. I don't think they can they can really surpass what they did last year. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, 41 wins or the winning percentage, I should say, is work reference. That was a strong winning percentage. It's going to be tough for them to get beyond that, but I think they could stay there, and that to me is a win given how the offseason played out. Um, CP, when you look at the future here, I mean, do you think that we always talk about, you know, chasing a star, going after a star? Do you think that they're still well positioned to do that if the opportunity presented itself? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at the flexibility of the contracts that they have uh, with Fournier, Burks, Rose, Noel, the guys that they brought in, they still have a war chest of about six first round picks and, and nine seconds within the next four years. And we'll see how their young players come along. You know, hopefully that trade doesn't include RJ Barrett, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens, you know, uh, in the future. I, I think the Dame trade is still something to keep an eye on maybe at the deadline or next year, uh, because Portland certainly didn't do him any favors in, in their offseason. So, We'll see, you know, what happens there. But when you look at the 2022 free agency class, Steph has already signed his deal. If if Denwitty goes to Washington, maybe Beal signs his deal. Chicago's doing all they can to keep Zach Levine. So I think in the meantime, continue to stay competitive, continue to build with, with your assets, develop the kids. Don't forget the kids, Tibbs, and just be ready. Be ready for when that deal presents itself and, and see what we can do from there. 
And speaking of the kids, uh, Mike, we got one final question from Bob Pellegrino. He asks, do you think the Knicks will not be committed to developing quickly Grimes and McBride if they won't play? Should we trade them for draft capital? Here we go. Already with the trade rumors. <laughs> wow. Damn. Uh, McBride and Grimes haven't even played yet, and they're already getting they're traded. Already. I love it. I love it. The Twitter <laughs> GMs are, now, are out in full force. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Mike, um, what do you think? Will they get an opportunity? <laughs> Look, I don't see how quickly doesn't get minutes. They need him. Like, the way this roster is formed right now, they need him to play next year and perform better than he did last season. I would I would think him and Rose are the backcourt off the bench, right? And we saw how well they played. So I'd expect them to get somewhere around 25 minutes again. Um, so they need him to perform. Grimes, you know, they have four wings on the roster right now. They have Fournier, Barrett, Grimes, and Alec Burks. That's their wing rotation. So they're actually very thin there. So I, I assume that they're banking on Grimes getting some time. That's actually a place where they probably need to get some more reinforcement there and maybe not not have Grimes as your fourth wing, um, you know, in an emergency situation or to getting 10 minutes a night. We saw with Obi Toppin how sometimes it's hard to get even 10 minutes a night from a rookie. Um, you know, I – McBride is a second round guy. I get that you you uh, you seem as one of the young guys, but the upside of him probably is not going to be that high. I, I think you just want to make sure that quickly develops. You want to make sure that Toppin develops. You want to make sure that Barrett continues to grow. That's the most important thing for next year. Like whether they're the five seed, the six seed, the seven seed. If you keep talking about stars and pulling off big trades and whatever, they're just going to want to find players there that they can go to and help them win right away. So you want to get quickly and Barrett to a place where, uh, you know, say it is Damian Lillard or whoever the next angry star who wants out is they can go, okay, I have help if I come there, right? And that means building those guys up to a point uh, where they can be viable for that calculus. It all makes sense, Mike. That'll do it for us. We really appreciate you guys joining us. So it'll do it for our breaking news coverage of Kemba Walker coming to the Knicks. Keep it locked on SNY.TV for more coverage, and we'll be providing more insight and news on Geico Sports Night tonight at 11 on SNY. Mike Vorkanoff, CP, Knicks Fan TV, thank you guys so much for joining us. And to the viewers out there, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon.